Welcome to Blurge. I'm Diane Panadan, and you're in the right place if you're ready to create an inspired life. And we do so by working on our own personal development so we can be strong role models for those we love and mentor, so we can have a strong mindset, so we can succeed at what we set our intentions to. Today is the next chapter in our Psych 100 journey through Queen's University course, and it is all about epigenetics. Let's get started. Early life experiences exert a profound and long-lasting influence on physical and mental health throughout life. The efforts to identify the primary causes of this have significantly benefited from studies of epigenome, a dynamic layer of information associated with DNA that differs between individuals and can be altered through various experiences and environments. The epigenome has been heralded as a key missing piece of the etiological environments. The epigenome has been heralded as a key missing piece in the etiological puzzle for understanding how development of psychological disorders may be influenced by the surrounding environment in accordance with the genome. Understanding the mechanisms involved in the initiation, maintenance, and heritability of epigenetic states is thus an important aspect of research in current biology, particularly in the study of learning and memory, emotion, and social behavior in humans. Moreover, epigenetics and psychology provides a framework for understanding how the expression of genes is influenced by experiences and the environment to produce individual differences in behavior cognition, personality, and mental health. In this module, we survey recent developments revealing epigenetic aspects of mental health and review some of the challenges of epigenetic approaches in psychology to help explain how nurtures shapes nature. Learning objectives. Explain what the term epigenetic means and the molecular machinery involved. Name and discuss important neural and developmental pathways that are regulated by epigenetic factors and provide examples of epigenetic effects on personality traits and cognitive behavior. Understand how misregulation of epigenetic mechanisms can lead to disease states and be able to discuss examples. Recognize how epigenetic machinery can be targets for therapeutic agents and discuss examples. As usual, I am a student in this course. I am not a teacher or a professor, so I am sharing my journey with you in hopes that we can all succeed together. So let's get going. Introduction. Early childhood is not only a period of physical growth, it is also a time of mental development related to changes in the anatomy, physiology, and chemistry of the nervous system that influence mental health throughout life. Cognitive abilities associated with learning and memory, reasoning, problem-solving, and developing relationships continue to emerge during childhood. Brain development is more rapid during this critical or sensitive period than at any other. With more than 700 neural connections created each second, herein complex gene environment interactions or genotype environment interactions, serve to increase the number of possible contacts between neurons as they hone their adult synaptic properties and excitability. Many weak connections form to different neuronal targets. Subsequently, they undergo remodeling in which most connections vanish and a few stable connections remain. 
these structural changes or plasticity may be crucial for the development of mature neural networks that support emotional, cognitive, and social behavior. The generation of different morphology, physiology, and behavioral outcomes from a single genome in response to changes in the environment forms the basis for a phenotypic plasticity, which is fundamental to the way organisms cope with environmental variation, navigate the present world, and solve future problems. The challenge for psychology has been to integrate findings from genetics and environmental factors, including the quality of infant-mother attachments into the study of personality and our understanding of the emergence of mental illness. These studies have demonstrated that common DNA sequence variation and rare mutations account for only a small fraction, 1-2%, of the total risk for inheritance of personality traits and mental disorders. Additionally, studies that have attempted to examine the mechanisms and conditions under which DNA sequence variation influences brain development and function have been confounded by complex cause and effect relationships. The large unaccounted heritability of personality traits and mental health suggests that additional molecular and cellular mechanisms are involved. Epigenetics has the potential to provide answers to these important questions and refers to the transmission of phenotype in terms of gene expression in the absence of changes in DNA sequence, hence the name epi, Greek, but meaning over, above. Genetics. The advent of high-throughput techniques such as sequencing-based approaches to study the distributions of regulators of gene expression throughout the genome led to the collective description of the epigenome. In contrast to the genome sequence, which is static and the same in almost all cells, the epigenome is highly dynamic, differing among cell types, tissues, and brain regions. Recent studies have provided insights into epigenetic regulation of developmental pathways in response to a range of external environmental factors. These environmental factors during early childhood and adolescence can cause changes in expression of genes conferring risk of mental health and chronic physical conditions. Thus, the examination of genetic, epigenetic, environment interactions from a developmental perspective, may determine the nature of gene misregulation in psychological disorders. This module will provide an overview of the main components of the epigenome and review themes in recent epigenetic research that have relevance for psychology to form the biological basis for the interplay between environmental signals and the genome in the regulation of individual differences in psychology emotion, cognition, and behavior. A big picture insight into epigenetics. Epigenetics is a content area where students sometimes feel apprehensive, especially if they do not have a background in biology. This course will teach you all required biology content expected for this class. And then they have a link to a YouTube video from a TEDx conference that I'm going to link in the show notes that is really good in explaining epigenetics. It provides insights into why it's so important for behavioral scientists to understand, at least on a surface level, about the field of epigenetics. 
and it's not a <laughs> it's not intended to replace the content. Okay, moving on. Molecular control gene expression, the dynamic epigenome. Almost all the cells in our body are genetically identical, yet our body generates many different cell types, organized into different tissues and organs, and expresses different proteins. Within each type of mammalian cell, about two meters of genomic DNA is divided into nuclear chromosomes, yet the nucleus of a human cell which contains the chromosomes, is only about 2 micrometers in diameter. To achieve this 1 million-fold compaction, DNA is wrapped around a group of eight proteins called histones. This combination of DNA and histone proteins forms a special structure called a nucleosome. The basic unit of chromatin which represents a structural solution for maintaining and accessing the tightly compacted genome. These factors alter the likelihood that a gene will be expressed or silenced. Cellular functions such as gene expression, DNA replication, and the generation of specific cell types are therefore influenced by distinct patterns of chromatin structure involving covalent modification of both histones and DNA. Importantly, epigenetic variation also emerges across the lifespan. For example, although identical twins share a common genotype and are genetically identical and epigenetically similar when they are young, as they age, they become more dissimilar in their epigenetic patterns and often display behavioral, personality, or even physical differences and have different risk levels for serious illnesses. Thus, Understanding the structure of the nucleosome is key to understanding the precise and stable control of gene expression and regulation, providing a molecular interface between genes and environmentally induced changes in cellular activity. The primary epigenetic mark, DNA modification. DNA methylation is the best understood epigenetic modification influencing gene expression. DNA is composed of four types of naturally occurring nitrogenous bases, adenine, thiamine, guanine, and cytosine. In mammalian genomes, DNA methylation occurs primarily at cytosine residues in the context of cytosines that are followed by to form 5-methylcytosine in a cell-specific pattern. The enzymes that perform DNA methylation are called DNA methyltransferase, which catalyze the transfer of a methyl group to the cytosine. These enzymes are all expressed in the central nervous system and are dynamically regulated during development. The effect of DNA methylation on gene function varies depending on the period of development during which the methylation occurs and location of the methylated cytosine. Methylation of DNA in gene regulatory regions for motor and enhancer regions usually results in gene silencing and reducing gene expression. This is a powerful regulatory mechanism that ensures that genes are expressed only when needed. 
Thus, DNA methylation may broadly impact human brain development and age-related misregulation of DNA methylation is associated with the molecular pathogens of neurodevelopment disorders. Histone modification and the histone code. Modification of histone proteins comprises an important epigenetic mark related to gene expression. One of the most thoroughly studied modification is histone acetylation, which is associated with gene activation and increased gene expression. Acetylation on histone tails is mediated by the opposing enzymatic activities of histone acetyltransferases and histone deacetylase. For example, acetylation of histone in gene regulatory regions by HAT enzymes is generally associated with DNA demethylation, gene activation, and increased gene expression. On the other hand, removal of the acetyl group by HDAC enzymes is generally associated with DNA methylation, gene silencing, and decreased gene expression. The relationship patterns of histone modifications and gene activity provides evidence of the existence of a histone code for determining cell-specific gene expression programs. Interestingly, recent research using animal models has demonstrated that histone modifications and DNA methylation of certain genes mediates the long-term behavioral effects of the level of care experienced during infancy. Early childhood experience. The development of an individual is an active process of adaptation that occurs within a social and economic context. For example, the closeness or degree of positive attachment of the parent, typically mother, infant bond and parental investment, including nutrients supplied by the parent, that define early childhood experience also program the development of individual differences in stress responses in the brain, which then affect memory, attention, and emotion. In terms of evolution, this process provides the offspring with the ability to physiologically adjust gene expression profiles contributing to the organization and function of neural circuits and molecular pathways that support, one, biological defense systems for survival, for example, stress resilience, two, reproductive success to promote establishment and persistence in the present environment, and three, adequate parenting in the next generation. Parental investment and programming of stress responses in the offspring. The most comprehensive study to date of variations in parental investment and epigenetic inheritance in mammals is that of the maternally transmitted responses to stress in rats. In rat pups, maternal nurturing, licking and grooming, during the first week of life is associated with long-term programming of individual differences in stress responsiveness, emotionality, cognitive performance, and reproductive behavior. In adulthood, the offspring of mothers that exhibit increased levels of pup licking and grooming over the first week of life showed increased expressions of the glucocorticoid receptor in the hippocampus, a brain structure associated with stress responsitivity as well as learning and memory, and a lower hormonal response to stress compared with 
adult animals reared by low-looking and grooming mothers. Moreover, rat pups that received low levels of maternity licking and grooming during the first week of life showed decreased histone acetylation and increased DNA methylation of a neuron-specific promoter of the glucocorticoid receptor gene. The expression of this gene is then reduced. The number of glucocorticoid receptors in the brain is decreased and the animals show a higher hormonal response to stress throughout their life. The effects of maternal care on stress hormone responses and behavior in the offspring can be eliminated in adulthood by pharmacological treatment or dietary amino acid supplementation. Treatments that influence histone acetylation, DNA methylation, and expression of the glutocorticoid receptor gene. This series of experiments show that histone acetylation and DNA methylation of the glutocorticoid receptor gene promoter is a necessary link in the process leading to the long-term physiological and behavioral sequelae of poor maternal care. This points to a possible molecular target for treatments that may reverse or ameliorate the traces of childhood maltreatment. Several studies have attempted to determine to what extent the findings from model animals are transferable to humans. Examination of postmortem brain tissue from healthy human subjects found that human equivalent of the glucocorticoid receptor gene promoter is also unique to the individual. A similar study examining newborns showed that methylation of the glucocorticoid receptor gene promoter may be an early epigenetic marker of maternal mood and risk of increased hormonal responses to stress in infants three months of age. Although further studies are required to examine the functional consequence of this DNA methylation, these findings are consistent with our studies in the neonate and adult offspring of low-licking and grooming mothers that show increased DNA methylation of the promoter of the glucocorticoid receptor gene, decreased glucocorticoid receptor gene expression, and increased hormonal responses to stress. Examination of brain tissue from suicide victims found that human glucocorticoid receptor gene promoter is also more methylated in the brains of individuals who had experienced maltreatment during childhood. These findings suggest that DNA methylation mediates the effects of early environment in both rodents and humans and points to the possibility of new therapeutic approaches stemming from translational epigenetic research. Indeed, similar processes at comparable epigenetic libel regions could explain why the adult offspring of high and low-licking grooming mothers exhibit widespread differences in the hippocampal gene expression and cognitive function. However, this type of research is limited by the inaccessibility of human brain samples. The translational potential of this finding would be greatly enhanced if the relevant epigenetic modification can be measured in an acceptable tissue. Examination of blood samples from adult patients with bipolar disorder who also retrospectively reported on their experiences of childhood abuse and neglect found that the degree of DNA methylation of the human 
glucocorticoid receptor gene promoter was strongly positively related to the reported experience of a childhood maltreatment decades earlier. For a relationship between a molecular measure and reported historical exposure, the effects size is extraordinarily large. This opens a range of new possibilities given the large effective size and consistency of this association. Measurement of the GR promoter methylation may effectively become a blood test measuring the physiological traces left on the genome by early experiences. Although this blood test cannot replace current methods of diagnosis, this unique and additional information adds to our knowledge of how disease may arise and be manifested throughout life. Near future research will examine whether this measure adds value over and above simple reporting of early adversities when it comes to predicting important outcomes, such as response to treatment or suicide, child nutrition, and the epigenome. The old adage, you are what you eat, might be true on more than a physical level. The food you choose and even what your parents and grandparents chose is reflected in your own personal development and risk for disease in adult life. Nutrients can reverse or change DNA methylation and histone modifications, thereby modifying the expression of critical genes associated with physiologic and pathologic processes, including embryonic development, aging, and carcinogenesis. It appears that nutrients can influence the epigenome either by directly inhibiting enzymes that catalyze DNA methylation or histone modifications, or by altering the availability of substrates necessary for those enzymatic reactions. For example, rat mothers fed a diet low in methyl group donors during pregnancy produce offspring with reduced DNMT-1 expression decreased DNA methylation, and increased histone acetylation as promoter regions of specific genes, including the glucocorticoid receptor and increased gene expression in the liver of juvenile offspring and adult offspring. These data suggest that early life nutrition has the potential to influence epigenetic programming in the brain, not only during early development, but also in adult life, thereby modulating health throughout life. In this regard, nutritional epigenetics has been viewed as an attractive tool to prevent pediatric developmental disease and cancer, as well as to delay aging-associated processes. The best evidence relating to the impact of adverse environmental condition development and health comes from studies of children of women who were pregnant during two civilian famines of World War II, the Siege of Leningrad, and the Dutch Hunger Winter. In the Netherlands famine, women who were previously well-nourished were subjected to low caloric intake and associated environmental stressors. Women who endured the famine in the late stages of pregnancy gave birth to smaller babies, and these children had an increased risk of insulin resistance later in life. In addition, offspring who were starved prenatally later experienced impaired glucose tolerance in adulthood, even when food was more abundant. Famine exposure at various stages of gestation was associated with a wide range of risks such as increased obesity, higher rates of coronary heart disease, and lower birth weight.
Interestingly, when examined 60 years later, people exposed to famine prenatally showed reduced DNA methylation compared to their unexposed same-sex siblings. Epigenetic regulation of learning and memory. Memories are recollections of actual events stored within our brains. But how is our brain able to form and store these memories? Epigenetic mechanisms influence genomic activities in the brain to produce long-term changes in synaptic signaling, organization, and morphology, which in turn support learning and memory. Neuronal activity in the hippocampus of mice is associated with changes in DNA methylation and disruption to genes encoding the DNA methylation machinery cause learning and memory impairments. DNA methylation has also been implicated in the maintenance of long-term memories as pharmacological inhibition of DNA methylation and impaired memory. These findings indicate the importance of DNA methylation in mediating synaptic plasticity and cognitive functions, both of which are disturbed in psychological illness. Changes in histone modifications can also influence long-term memory formation by altering chromatin accessibility and the expression of genes relevant to learning and memory. Memory formation and the associated enhancement in synaptic transmissions are accompanied by increases in histone acetylation and alterations in histone methylation, which promote gene expression. Conversely, a neuronal increase in histone decetylase activity, which promotes gene silencing, results in reduced synaptic plasticity and impairs memory. Pharmacological inhibition of histone deacetylase augments memory formation, further suggesting that histone deacetylation regulates this process. In human genetic defects in genes, encoding the DNA methylation and chromatin machinery exhibit profound effects on cognitive function and mental health. The two best characterized examples are Rett syndrome and Rubenstein-Tabe syndrome, which are profound intellectual disability disorders. Both MECP2 and CBP are highly expressed in neurons and are involved in regulating neural gene expression. Rett syndrome patients have a mutation in their DNA sequence in a gene called MECP2. MECP2 plays many important roles within the cell. One of these roles is to read the DNA sequence, checking for DNA methylation, and to bind to areas that contain methylation, thereby preventing the wrong proteins from being present. Other roles for MECP2 include promoting the presence of particular necessary proteins, ensuring that DNA is packaged properly within the cell and assisting with the production of proteins. MECP2 function also influences gene expression that supports dendritic and synaptic development and hippocampus-dependent memory. Mice with altered MECP2 expression exhibit genome-wide increases in histone, acetylation, neuron cell death, increased anxiety, cognitive deficits, and social withdrawal. These findings support a model in which DNA methylation and MECP2 constitute a cell-specific epigenetic mechanism for regulation of histone modification and gene expression.
which may be disrupted in Rett syndrome. RTS patients have a mutation in their DNA sequence in a gene called CBP. One of these roles of CBP is to bind specific histones and promote histone acetylation, thereby promoting gene expression. Consistent with this function, RTS patients exhibit a genome-wide decrease in histone acetylation and cognitive dysfunction in adulthood. The learning and memory deficits are attributed to disrupted neural plasticity. Similar to RTS in humans, mice with a mutation of CBP perform poorly in cognitive tasks and show decreased genome-wide histone acetylation. In the mouse brain, CBP was found to act as an epigenetic switch to promote the birth of new neurons in the brain. Interestingly, this epigenetic mechanism is disrupted in the fetal brains of mice with a mutation of CBP, which, as pups, exhibit early behavioral deficits following removal and separation from their mother. These findings provide a novel mechanism whereby environmental cues acting through histone, modifying enzymes, can regulate epigenetic status and thereby directly promote neurogenesis, which regulates neural behavioral development. Together, these studies demonstrate that misregulation of epigenetic modifications and their regulatory enzymes is capable of orchestrating prominent deficits in neural plasticity and cognitive function. Knowledge from these studies may provide greater insights into other mental disorders, such as depression and suicidal behaviors. Epigenetic Mechanisms in Psychological Disorders Epigenome-wide studies have identified several dozen sites with DNA methylation alterations in genes involved in brain development and neurotransmitter pathways, which had previously been associated with mental illness. These disorders are complex and typically start at a young age and cause lifelong disability. Often, limited benefits from treatment make these diseases some of the most burdensome disorders for individuals, families, and society. It has become evident that the efforts to identify the primary causes of complex psychiatric disorders may significantly benefit from studies linking environmental effects with changes observed within the individual cells. Epigenetic events that alter chromatin structure to regulate programs of gene expression have been associated with depression-related behavior and action of antidepressant medications, with increasing evidence for similar mechanisms occurring in post-mortem brains of depressed individuals. In mice, social avoidance resulted in decreased expression of hippocampal genes imported in mediating depressive responses. Similarly, chronic social defeat stress was found to decrease expression of gene implicated in normal emotion processing. Consistent with these findings, levels of histone markers of increased gene expression were down-regulated in human post-mortem brain samples from individuals with a history of clinical depression. Administration of antidepressants increased histone markers of increased gene expression, and reverse the gene repression induced by defeat stress. These results provided support for the use of HDAC inhibitors against depression. Accordingly, several HDAC inhibitors 
have been found to exert antidepressant effects by each modifying a distinct cellular target. There is also increasing evidence that aberrant gene expression resulting from altered epigenetic regulation is associated with pathophysiology of suicide. Thus, it is tempting to speculate that there is an epigenetically determined reduced capacity for gene expression, which is required for learning and memory in the brains of suicide victims. Epigenetic strategy to understand gene environment interactions. While the cellular and molecular mechanisms that influence on physical and mental health have long been central focus of neuroscience, only in recent years has attention turned to the epigenetic mechanisms behind the dynamic changes in gene expression responsible for normal cognitive function and increased risk for mental illness. The links between early environment and epigenetic modification suggest a mechanism underlying gene environment interactions. Early environmental adversity alone is not a sufficient cause of mental illness because many individuals with a history of severe childhood maltreatment or trauma remain healthy. It has increasingly become evident that inherent differences in the segments of specific genes may moderate the effects of adversity and determine who is sensitive and who is resilient through a gene environment interplay. Genes such as the glucocorticoid receptor <laughs> appeared to moderate the effects of childhood adversity on mental illness. Remarkably, epigenetic DNA modifications have been identified that may underlie the long-lasting effects of environment on biological functions. This new epigenetic research is pointing to a new strategy to understand gene-environment interactions. The next decade of research will show if this potential can be exploited in the development of new therapeutic options that may alter the traces that early environment leaves on the genome. However, as discussed in this module, the epigenome is not static and can be molded by developmental signals, environmental perturbations, and disease states which present an experimental challenge in the search for epigenetic risk factors in psychological disorders. The sample size and epigenomic assay required is dependent on the number of tissues effective, as well as the type and distribution of epigenetic modifications. The combination of genetic association map studies with epigenome-wide developmental studies may help identify novel molecular mechanisms to explain features of inheritance of personality traits and transform our understanding of the biological basis of psychology. Importantly, these epigenetic studies may lead to identification of novel therapeutic targets and enable the development of improved strategies for early diagnosis, prevention, and better treatment of psychological and behavioral disorders. Wow, science is making leaps and bounds, and it looks like we're just getting started. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and my apologies on my pronunciation on this new language I'm learning in science. <laughs> I did try my best, so uh, I will link in the show notes, as promised, that TED Talk that's really, really good explaining epigenetics without all the scientific jargon. If you like the show, share it with somebody you know, and hey, you want to subscribe? Mm, that would be nice. I'll see you in the next chapter.